show and this one is with Ashley Espinoza. She's a leader of the Latino community around Eugene and she comes on the show to share her perspective. Uh, you know, if you like the show, just share it with some friends or on social media. It would, you know, that's what kind of makes the world go around. So thank you and here's the show. All right, Ashley Espinoza, how goes it? Good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Would you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So I'm Ashley Espinoza. Um, I uh, am the sector strategy director with Lean Workforce Partnership, and I also coordinate a group called Latino Professionals Connect here mm-hmm. locally and serve on numerous boards and commissions and advisory committees that I just figured out the other day how many they were. And so a little overwhelming, but yeah, lots of work. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And so what are you up to? You're just helping um, Latinx people get started in the community or? Yeah, I mean, I guess what I, I'm starting to see what my work is, is just really trying to figure out how do we translate skills into a lot of different areas. And so uh, my focus originally was the uh, Latino community because that's the community that I belong to. Um, but just realizing through the work that I'm doing, um, a lot of the same issues are similar in underrepresented and um, underserved communities, regardless of their culture or race mm-hmm. or any of those things. So, so, so you're going to expand it to all underrepresented communities? I mean, I, I heard a saying one time, I don't remember who said it, but it was, they talked about how if you help the, the people that need the most help, you help everyone, right? Yeah. So you start identifying barriers, um, bottlenecks, things that are happening in our system as to why people aren't progressing and there's no real socioeconomic mobility. Yeah. No, that's a big thing is I'm pretty sure um, the entire United States ranked like one of the lower ones on like the rank of the top 10 or something. Mm. Like a bunch of European countries have way better social mobility. Yeah. Whereas here it's pretty much where you're born is where you stay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And so what is one of those biggest, bigger boundaries that you see? Uh, I I think that the cultural diversity um, is a huge barrier. So we expect people to assimilate very quickly. And that's been in our history forever Mm -hmm. is to like, forget where we came from, forget what, what, you know, our, our, what, what we learned at home are all the skills that we learned that are our gifts naturally. And it's like, if they don't fit in this box, you, you don't belong. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, so it's funny because I personally have always been kind of against culture as a thing. Mm. Um, so what do you, what do you mean assimilate quickly? Like just like learn English or something or? Well, no, I just feel like, um, uh, so styles, like there's just certain styles that, uh, for example, and, and I, and I get a lot of pushback with this because, you know, people will say you, there has to be order and there has to be rules. And, and I agree with all of that, but I think that by the, so an example would be, you know, uh, Robert's rules of order at a board meeting, yeah. let's say. A lot of people haven't had exposure to that. Mm, So when you come in, that's a really intimidating um, uh, way of practicing uh, a meeting, let's say. And so those type of things where it's like, what are we doing to bring people to feel comfortable in spaces without asking them to completely change the way that they think or that they do things? Yeah, no, that's one of the most more ridiculous things. I went to like an actual meeting place Uh, where there's like such an itinerary. And then like, I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And also I think it just slowed down to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to come back for another one of these. Exactly. It's almost like a way to not get anything done. 
Yeah, you talk the heck out of things. You get down to these really like these things, these details that you're like, does that even really matter to to move this this initiative forward? And so people love to like feel important around those that's <laughs> those is, things. It? I don't know. I mean, I I just I'm trying to figure this out, and that's my conclusion to it. Yeah. Because um, I'm really not understanding. I mean, I like I said, I do get that things need to be. Um, orderly and there needs to be rules and structures totally. of course but Absolutely. I mean like when you start getting down to like did you <laughs> yeah like yeah. the nitty-gritty of the process it's like oh god right and so do you kind of promote within your group just like hey maybe be a little bit lax on the rules for like new people coming in I, I want that's what I so I, I was um, talking to someone the other day I was like you know it's interesting to, to understand like the perception that people have of you in the community or as you're starting to do work like what do what how do people identify you like what what are they thinking? And one thing that was brought up with me is that I'm, um, I'm like, uh, I'm questioning the status quo. Like I'm, I'm wondering why things are the way that they are. I'm starting to like disrupt that, yeah. not to change anything, but just to understand, to understand if there's things that need to be adjusted or changed, or if there's flexibility in areas that don't seem to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just asking those, those, uh, just those whys, like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, I guess the annoying one, <laughs> um, but but I'm really trying to figure out how to what what's going on and why is there such a lack of of um, representation from from a lot of different um, groups in our community, not mm-hmm. just the same people that you see all the time. Yeah, a, a really good term I heard for it instead of like promoting diversity is to. Um just make make things more reflective of um, reality. Just mm. like make it so there's whatever 13% of the population is black. So like 13% of whoever, what position should like ideally be black unless, um, but you do have to also go more for um, the, the, the conformity of outcome instead of the, like, like what if black people or women don't want a specific job? Sure. You shouldn't like automatically be like, oh, we'll take any of them even <laughs> yes. over, over better qualified people. But just make it like, hey, like maybe like definitely for politicians. I think that's the big mm-hmm. one is that those people should be a better representation of who the community is. Yeah, for sure. And I and it's uh, so I was just looking at that um, because I am starting to dive into civic engagement and and um, historically I hear it all the time, at least in the Latino community, where they're like, I want to be involved, but I'm not going to be in, involved in politics. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the person that runs or. And I'm I wonder like where is that coming from? Because yeah. also that conversation. At at least in my home and the homes of a lot of my friends is that they didn't really talk about politics or mm-hmm. talk about being involved in politics. And so I don't know if it's like something that is just inside of our heads saying that that's just not a space for us. And so I kind of want to push back on that a little bit too and saying, what does it, what is it to be involved? Yeah. Because I mean, here in Lane County, the percent of, of the black community is 2% and the percent of, really? of I did not 2%. Know that. That's crazy. And the percent of Latino uh, community is between uh, 15 and 9%, mm-hmm. which is 31,000 people. Yeah. Um, and we have zero, I mean, I think we have one elected official or one elected person in Springfield, um, uh, Dr. Emilio Hernandez, which is on the school board, I believe, of Springfield. But other than that, no elected officials. Where in the black community, we have a senator, mm-hmm. we have a city council person, we have people on boards and commissions, and they are t- 2%, which is yeah. great. I'm saying it's uh-huh. great, but we're just Absolutely. saying, like, if we're talking about percentages and having people that reflect who, the, you know, um, the population, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, yeah, <laughs> you know, and 100%. so mm-hmm, that's um, pretty interesting. One person I know who's running is Joel Iboa from the or- uh, Kausa, Oregon. Yeah. 
And I'm like, hold on, 100% supportive of him because I'm like, he's a great guy doing a lot of good for the whole cause, the causa, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so do, do you uh, push behind people in your community running or like, because I imagine support from the community is the main thing that would help. Super important. And, and it's been really actually difficult in, in that because, um, so one thing that I'm working on and I know a lot of, of my peers are working on locally is really what does that look like to support emerging Latino leaders and sustaining predominant Latino leaders that are already doing the work. And I think that's one area that we're really bad at. We're, we're, we are really good at helping our, um, our, our communities that are, you know, are struggling and getting their basic needs. But what are we doing for people like Joel that's running for it? And he may not feel like he has actually a lot of support locally because, and it's a really sad situation, but we're very, we're a very reactive community and we Mm. don't plan things out. So oh, he's running today and we all need to come together instead of somehow us really like supporting him. Yeah, being proactive about it. And so I don't know if he actually feels like he's being really supported by the community, but that actually even highlights more where we're lacking and why we are in the situation that we're at. Mm -hmm. So I wish him all the best. And I do, I do think that we need someone of color on um, uh, and from his perspective. And he is such a great uh, person that... uh, has a lot of work in the community, has a really great understanding of our needs and, and kind of figuring out the disparities and how to connect people. Um, but having the support that he, I think he needs to win a race like this, I don't, again, I think we failed him as a community for mm-hmm. that. Um, but I'm hoping that these can be learning um, opportunities. And unfortunately, you know, there's going to be people that are going to have to, you know, feel the feel the hurt of that, but for us to get to become better mm-hmm. as a community, like these are examples as to why we're, we need to do, do and be better. And it's sad to know that a friend of yours is, is kind of the, not the guinea pig of that, but like yeah. is the one that highlighted our deficiencies in mm-hmm. that. Well, the nice thing is he's young. He could probably, yeah. he's yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has time and that's yeah. why it's so good. And he, you know, and yeah, he's so, <laughs> so good. And so He's young and he's he's energetic and um, like I said he's very smart. One of the best public speakers I've ever seen. Yeah, he and came on my show and he's extremely knowledgeable. Oh Love yes. The guy. Um, one thing I've noticed you say you say Latino on air, but I think when you messaged me you said Latinx. Is mm. that something you don't say when speaking? <laughs> you just like write. Or? Well, it's funny. So I actually talked to a professor at the University of Oregon and I kind of asked him. I was like, so what do I use? Because it depends on who I talk to. Um, what to use and what what people feel comfortable with. And he actually said linguistically Latinx is not appropriate or not correct. Mm. And he also said that that's also trying to assimilate to the, to the, um, to the, to to the U S because we're adding, because Spanish is, um, it's either masculine, oh, yeah. you know, what yeah, either totally. way. So, so I kind of say Latino, Latina, and Latinx, depending on, <laughs> depending on the situation, because yeah. it's, it's, and then that's the thing, like going back to that, like the details of things, like, you know, um, I don't get offended or I prefer Latino or Latina, mm-hmm. um, but I also understand that there's folks that yeah. use Latinx. Because if so. I say the Latino culture, even though you're a woman and it's like a masculine, you, you it's like a colloquial saying, like, yeah. were you still included in it, yes. right? Yes. I wonder if it will ever go away. Because, I mean, Latinx, it just doesn't sound right saying it. That's why I was like, yeah. oh, maybe she just met. Is that just an in-text like, way of saying it? But I've learned that it came out of the university, like out oh, of the really? like, uh, academics. And so in that, like students yeah. uh, um, in college. So I don't know. But 
yeah, <laughs> that's a weird it's a bunch of weird movements going on that yeah. all seem counterproductive i'm like i don't know i don't know like i here's the thing i want everyone to be treated with respect and stuff yeah. but then it's just getting to such a long way where it's intruding on people who like have nothing to do with it. I'm like, I don't like, but then again, that that's the thing. It's like if people grew up saying one word their whole life and it's like, oh, that is an actual offensive word. Like if Latino was offensive sure. to the Latina community, it's understandable that they'd want it to change. You yeah. Know? I don't know. It's, it's hard to represent a whole community with a couple people. Cause yes. it's like, you can't, you can't just you say cannot. like, Oh, all people from all Latin speaking <laughs> countries. Now, now let's do this. It's like, there's ton, there's going to be at least 50% that don't. Oh know. yeah. Oh, for sure. And then I serve on the commission on Hispanic affairs. Mm. So let's throw that wrench in there where people say even, and actually it's been more, um, uh, uh, people, white, can I say white people? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. why I don't know. Sorry. Um, where they'll be like, wow, you're, you guys are still calling yourselves Hispanic, you know? Is that um, not a thing anymore? I don't know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I mean, it's some funny, people, white people, white people telling you, <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, so we're, we're looking at that and I think it's just, there's so many out there and it is, it is counterproductive and it's taking a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but I think that, um, I think it's an important conversation to have, but Absolutely. I like you're right. I think that uh, it's just it's important to hear where other for, where everybody is coming from, so that we can be sensitive. But yeah, yeah I don't think we're ever going to come to a a word. No, but but I'm a very <laughs> liberal white person. Let me tell you, you shouldn't be using Hispanic. <laughs> tell you what to okay, use. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it's just an interesting thing. But so so moving forward, you're mm-hmm. taking whatever community. You're in all the different communities you're in. I mean, yeah. you said you were part of how many? You, you count well, com- committees, committees, advisor group, 11. 11? 11. And so what do, what do you do for those? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> you know, right? Um, Is your day just filled with meetings? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my son, we laugh about it. I have two boys. So I have a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old. Well, he'll be nine Saturday. Um, but he'll be, he'll, he just knows. He's like, are you going to a meeting today, Mama? Uh, <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah. That's what I do, I, I'm what I'm really noticing is is that I'm like I mentioned before. I think it's it's kind of like uh, um, disrupting a few things, like hearing what's happening, steering, uh, ho- hopefully bringing some understanding of other places that maybe they're not thinking about. Because a lot of the representation of the boards and the the committees and all everything I'm involved with, it's it's predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's important to have people that is reflective, but then also. Um, uh, people that are that are actually doing the work because, like you said, it's really hard to be the voice of a whole community because oh, that's yeah. not possible. No. So what's nice about what I do is that I'm in all of these different spaces and I can actually hear from all of a bunch of a lot more smarter people than myself. Um, what are the issues that are happening? I can kind of start taking inventory and sharing that so that I can figure out ways to like connect. So if there's people doing a lot of the similar work, figure out how do those dovetail together possibly yeah. start sharing resources, start, 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 you know, eliminating kind of the fat and, and what is duplication or what's maybe not working. And so I, I tried, that's what I look for when I serve on these boards. One thing is, is that like at the end of the day, I think all people face the same problem. Like, like regardless, like it crosses boundaries of mm. race and gender and all these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, we just don't want to be homeless. We want to have food and shelter and security. Like that's what we want. And it's mm-hmm. all of us, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I almost think, so like, what would be an example of a rep- representation thing where like people are trying to pass something and then you're like, well, you haven't thought of the Latino community in mm-hmm. that, or is it not, it doesn't not kind of go that way. Well, I think that it goes more so in the sense that they'll make an assumption of what the Latino community needs or what 
a certain community needs and it's like what kind of just stopping that behavior and saying where where is that coming from so like yeah. is that an assumption because you like had an experience or is it like or is this database like what mm -hmm. you know where is these opinions coming from because actually that's one thing that i've noticed more like a lot of conversations are happening around those tables and they're actually those those people are the people that are making um decisions and um and if if what's being said at those tables is not accurate or mm -hmm. isn't being really like the full picture, it's kind of a scary thing. It like, is. But, but that's also the funniest thing once you start noticing. And I really, you'll notice it in movies too, but like in real life, it's always people being offended on behalf of other and saying that they know what's better on the behalf of other sure. groups. And people are like, oh, I know the gay community. Or I know the black <laughs> sure. community. Like, like, I was just talking to someone the other day. They're like, oh, well, you know Biden has the black vote. I'm like, what? No. Who what said that? that? Are you yeah. a black person? It's like a white woman. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's just those these comments. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I'm like, like and I'm what? like, you can't always question them because then yeah. you're going to nitpick. Like just sure. some people just tend to say, but I've noticed it in movies. That's like the centerpiece. I say of bad movies where it's like the main character doesn't tell the other person. They make a decision that they think is better for their behalf without telling them. I like, got it. If yeah. that's your centerpiece for your conflict of your movie, it's a bad movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if if one conversation can solve the plot, it's bad. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's the way I it, think. About you're it. so right. You're so right. But then it's it's really representative of real life because everyone knows what's better for everyone else, but then their life is a mess. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of conclusions I've came to. Where I'm like, I don't know. Everyone should kind of focus on themselves. Well, and that's why I think that like I've loved being in this space because if we're we're talking about socioeconomic mobility like I am a poster child of it I'm Ooh. a product of it and so um, you know my family moving here in uh, 1989 I was two years old we moved to Junction City from San Diego mm -hmm. um, Junction City if folks aren't familiar it is a very small white town with 5,000 I mean at the time it was less than 5,000 people um, the population of any Latinos at the time was um, they were uh, migrant farm workers. And so our family are not migrant farm workers. So coming to a community like that, we really didn't have a space. And so um, fast forward, I went through the school system. Fast forward, I dropped out of high school, um, ended up getting my GED, lived in Mexico for a while, came back, couldn't get a job at Burger King, <laughs> um, ended up getting a job at an insurance place, really started figuring out, like, I love working with people. I love working with the community, seeing that there was a, a a lack of, of, of people being able to help community members navigate, navigate, um, this, navigate being a community member because I don't think we talk about that a lot like how do you root yourself into a community and what does that look like and what is the importance of that and so there wasn't really anybody helping navigate that through and so I started finding myself in those spaces nice. and then I was able to start a, a, a networking group to build social capital because we've come to figure out that that's really the biggest issue. That's how is people get jobs. Exactly, is social capital. And even um, just recently, the mayor of, of LA had mentioned that, is that the reason why our, the Latino community is really behind, even though our numbers, I mean, we're going to be the majority um, of, of... California. Yeah, of yeah. Ca well, of the, LA. Yeah, but I mean, just in... I mean, in oh, by the 20... US? Yeah, or no, the largest minority crazy. group. Yeah. Oh, not well, majority. No, 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 no
Minority. Minority okay. group. You say majority, yeah, no, no, I'm like, no, no, I believe it of no, LA and I believe no. it of California, but I'm like, of not, the whole no, 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 US. No, not of the whole US. But what we're saying is that we have a really big um, gap of social capital and what mm-hmm. and how do we build that and figure in yeah. knowing how to how we play in those spaces. So anyway, so um, uh, went from there uh, to be an insurance person and helping with a lot of different ways, starting my organization and then... Um, then becoming part of Lane Workforce Partnership, which that's another thing is I don't work with just Latinos in my job. I'm actually the director for all people. I mean, there's not specific where a lot of times here people like to like pin you of you're going to be the director of equity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, how about I help everyone? And I just happen to have that one up thing. So, so I'm able to, but I guess with all that said, I've, I was a single mom. I, you know, I've, I had a lot of barriers and I was able to like kind of, you know, push my way through and, and, um, and figure out kind of ways to, to, to be my best self and, and have opportunities to use my skills and my, my gifts. And, um, and I hope to do that for other people. So. I like it. Yeah. To go back a little bit, yeah. you're talking about social mobility, something that I never really thought about, but I think a good metric of social mobility is how often like a rich person's son could end his life poor. Like social, like you should be able to lose your wealth if you're not doing something good with your money. Like I think <laughs> yeah. like, everyone always thinks of social mobility as starting poor and getting rich. But I think we should see how many rich people end up poor, like, like people born rich. Because like if you're born rich and then you do nothing with your life, you kind of shouldn't be able to die rich. Like. I think that would be should be a viable metric. You know, I don't yeah. know how they yeah, ever do anything. A, I don't know if I want to touch that one, but that's an interesting topic. No, but yeah, it, but it is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. I think the, the more important one is definitely poor people being able to end the life better and have their kids start the life better than they did. But yeah, I'd be interested because I mean that's like a, that's an interesting thing that a lot of people are talking about today is like just people hoarding wealth. And I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think billionaires are the corporate or the yeah the culprit yeah. <laughs> are the corporate. I think corporations are probably the culprit, but. Yeah, and and I always, I mean, I was just asking that they were like going off of go going away from anything to do with you know cultural um, specific, but it, just in general, I was just wondering. I was like, so what do people do with so much money? Like, what yeah. at what point is it just ridiculous? I mean, like, what for? Like, what? How, how much money would you need before you're like, okay, I'm good? Like, I mean, we're, you know, when we're talking about the top one percent or whatever, like, oh, yeah. until what point is it just? Is it just ridiculous? And like, why are, why? And I know that they give a lot and there's a lot of philanthropy. I get it. But I'm like, not to the level that it probably should be if they're yeah. making that much money. And so mm-hmm. it is pretty interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think if you had like $3 million, like for me personally, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to work for someone else ever again. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, I just don't know how much money there is out in the world. I've, I've, I don't know. I, I don't like the whole everyone's against billionaires because I'm like, they do a lot of good. I yeah. think people like, uh, Jeff Bezos, like I don't like him, just because I'm like he's just, you know, it's, it's interesting how you also judge people just based on like how likable they seem and look. <laughs> I'm like, you know, what? I just don't like you. You're just not a good guy. Yeah, you know. But then I see people like Elon Musk, and I'm like, you know what? I just like you. I yeah. just want to support you. You mm-hmm. know. But money, being a billionaire and like being able to like, he could probably take a helicopter from here to the, you know, from wherever, like a five minute helicopter to save himself an hour. But I'm like. Some people's time, his time is more valuable than mine. And like, if we both need a liver transplant, I would rather Elon Musk get a liver transplant than me because he's probably going to help society at a broader scale better than me. You know, it's like a weird thing to like look introspectively. I'm like, some people do so much good for the world that I do think they're more important than me personally. Yeah. 
you know, but I think a lot of people want to be like, no, we're all worth the same. I'm like, no, factually, someone who's uh, <laughs> like supporting 50, you know, 100,000 people and also like progressing the world to a better place, like they're worth a little bit more than me. But it kind of goes back to the whole influence thing. Like, how did we choose this one person, you know, out of all the ideas that he had, like, you know, these people to be really the stewards of, of power and influence? Like, how do we choose even to say, you know, who there's so many good ideas. There's so many, you know, there's so much innovation happening all the time. And somehow it's like these people that just foam to the top. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's pretty interesting that it is. for myself as well. well I, I know he you started know? off with making PayPal and that was the first like online yeah. banking transfer system. So I'm like, I think that whoever just comes up with the ideas that are like the most scalable and the easiest, to, like, like people just hook onto, mm-hmm. they just make it. But what I don't understand is how like Uber, Uber is valued at like $50 billion. But they've been losing $2 billion a year, like $500 million a term. Because wow. they the rides that you buy as a customer cost more than that. And then you get more money as the driver than the customer mm. pays. So they pay people a little bit on both ends, like 50 cents off the, the ride and then $2 to the driver so that they get riders and drivers. And then they're going to bump up the prices, but they keep, they keep skirting the bill. And so they're losing $2 oh. billion a year. And I'm like, well, see, why is this valued so much? Just because it disrupted and got rid of taxis. And now if they do raise their prices, they'll be like, oh, there are no taxis. People have to use Uber. Yeah. So there's a lot of like weird kind of shady industries that I think I'm like, well, you maybe shouldn't have got to the top. But like taxis had to have ended because I'm like, that was a really shitty, shady business. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. There's there's no right answer. So what would, what would be your optimal goal for the future? Would you want to see like... Um, in Oregon, what's the Latino population in Oregon, you said? Between 9 and 15%? percent hmm so, I, w- I was using Lane County numbers, but oh. I, it's pretty... Si- well, yeah. Oregon, I think it's... It's just, you know, if you look at Portland, Portland Metro, mm-hmm. it's where it's mo- the most concentration. But I, I would... Yeah, 15. So would you yeah. want to see like 15% of politicians, like 10 to 15% of politicians here oh, being for Latino? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and really my... Um, so I would just like to see us stop being so reactive. I would love to see us being more proactive. And I know that a lot of the things that even we start today is going to be something that we we're going to start seeing the fruits of that labor. It's going to be years from now because we have, we as a community just have not come together to figure out how to, to be leaders in our own right like we're 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 leaders in our home we're leaders in in certain areas and we do well but it's like how do we like root ourselves in the community and understand like that our voice matters and that we need to be proactive about these things Mm -hmm. and um and support each other so are you gonna run uh i'm thinking about it (laughs) really what would you run for um well I've been looking at a few different things, but I, I think that one that is interesting to me is um, I believe that change happens on a community level. So oh, anything yeah. that I do would probably be more grass, grassroots, like close nice. to home. That's a cool way of looking at because I do think people like, okay, I want to change my community. I'm going to go f- for the top. Yeah. But like really like just helping make sure your family's doing well and then you're like you're surrounding your friends and neighbors are doing well. That's how like change actually happens because mm-hmm. then they, they'll all do it. I mean, that's like the super idealistic way of looking at things. Yeah. Um, I always hear this this saying that like once like 1.5 or 3 percent of the population adopts something, um, those movements always succeed. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what a movement today. Like what what's a good movement going on today that you're like, I'd like to see that succeed. Mm, uh, well, I think that a really good one is is <laughs> is um, looking at 
that four year universities isn't for every. I mean, like Ooh, coming yeah. to the thing that you know, four year you have to have a four year degree um, and just like checking these boxes for you to get these certain jobs. And it's like, mm, there's trade schools, there's you 100%. know, uh, like uh, there's lifetime learning, there's certificates, there's all these different things yeah. that you can that create more access for people. Um, and so I would love to see that. Yeah, <laughs> things like things like electricians, mechanics, and Ooh, like people yeah. who are actually doing good for the world mm-hmm. seem a lot more important than a lot of things that people get degrees in yeah like going back i'm like if i were to change if i were to pick one i'm like a trade degree or just like even just learning a trade you don't have to even go to a trade school yeah. all the time seems like a way more productive thing for just helping just helping people make sure that they can live their lives yeah I, agree. I don't know i think a lot of these other jobs just build positions that almost just take up time and resources like like you said cutting the fat mm-hmm. there's a lot of fat like um osu i just to keep my my uh, email going with them i had to like sign up for this duo support so i had to give them like i had to go through like 10 minutes of all these like background things and then you know they have a job to help people with that and to like put it in so it's like all these jobs are created just to waste time and that's my <laughs> biggest thing i'm against is bureaucracy bureaucracy is the death of productivity it is. I, I mean, it. I'm and like that. I don't come from. So I didn't actually go to to a university, and um, I don't come from like these these type of structures. So I guess that's another thing too. I come to these spaces, and I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, what what is this? And then it, and and, I, and a lot of times people don't even know anymore. Like they'll just because that's just <laughs> the way that it's always been, or you know, uh, there's just certain things that I'm just like, I don't I don't get it. But yeah. And so, just to just to go back to cultural stuff, yeah. like, do you believe uh, preserving your your heritage? Like, are you from you're from Mexico? Or you Both of my parents are from Mexico. From Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, do you believe like bring like keeping that culture alive is an important thing? I really do think so. I I think that I was robbed by that a little bit by being by um, being raised in Junction City and really ha- struggling. Um, what it meant to be a Latina, what, what it was to like embrace my culture. And um, I f- was focusing so much to be embarrassed by it and to hide it than to be able to embrace it and to like feel free. And I just realized this the other day when I used to get, in, um, been, I used to be told to not speak Spanish at school or by that. Who? Or who would ever tell you uh, that? Oh, just people like you can't, like you can't do that or we can't understand you or are you making fun of us? Oh, or are you whoa, talking whoa, about whoa. us? We can't understand you. It's a very valid thing. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're answering a clash to an English speaking no. teacher and you answer in Spanish, no. No, but they're, that's they, valid. They have nothing to do with the conversation, though. Oh, like, okay, like okay, people okay. that had nothing to do with <laughs> the conversation. No, like, not like talking like, to somebody, <laughs> but like, like had nothing. And they're like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, and I'm like, well, I wasn't talking to you. Okay, okay that's. <laughs> I'm valid. happy you clarified. Yeah, that. Yeah, like, people, people are so racist. They tell no. me they can't understand no, me at I, board meetings. No, I don't think it's, and I really don't even think it's a. At least. I don't know. I don't like to use the like use that the word. R word. Yeah, too too loosely because I yeah, and idea. I don't know if I it's because I love this community so much and I do feel like I'm from here. I've never actually experienced blatant racism, but nice. I have experienced um ignorance. I think it's just I think if it's yeah, just oh, anything oh, it's that's ignorance, a, that's, you know. That's what it is. Yeah, and so so in Junction City, I think that, um, and what happens a lot of times is that people would have, would tell me that, and I was like, oh shoot, I need to hide who I am. But then I realized, oh, it's because they wanted to, like, it, I don't, I'm not going to say they were jealous, but it's like they just couldn't understand me, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was just not, not being able to understand what was happening, and just saying, okay, if I can't understand what's happening, then you can't do it either. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Um, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do think it's important because there that creates a lot of confusion. Like it, it creates a lot of inner turmoil and, and, and at um, 
adds a lot of, you know, therapy sessions <laughs> um, to just figure out like, who am I? You yeah. know, in the movie Selena, she was so right. It's like, I have to know about Christina and Oprah. Like I oh, need yeah. to know about like all of it. And you never are Mexican enough for the, Me you know, for Mexicans and you're never white enough for white folks. And like, you're just never, you're, you never really feel, um, part of anything but what's interesting is is that when I can start focusing on my 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 goals and I can start you know highlighting my skills and show that it's transferable with anyone and in any race like that's what people can like not 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 see color in that way like be mm -hmm. like oh she's just a Latina like trying a, gen to do a genuine way of not yeah. seeing colors and like well it doesn't really matter like yes. yeah yeah that's how it should be that's what I mean by pushing yeah. for like culture to not be a thing I'm like I don't think it really matters in the majority of things. Like you can do whatever you want, like in your home with your family and stuff. Yeah. But like in real life, like culture never really like we all want the same things. Yeah. We all want the same things and we all want to avoid the same things. Exactly. So it, it crosses almost all cultural boundaries. It does. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it is too much. It is too much. Yes. It's it's a lot. And and but I think it's important to have these conversations. I think it's it's important to like um I think we're like you were saying earlier. Like we're 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 wasting time. We're we're filling space anyway. So it's like, why don't we have these conversations? Like, why aren't we filling time with this stuff that may seem like it's not important, but this is actually important. Mm -hmm. Not if you know I second seconded something or not. Like, yeah. <laughs> were you there for last minutes? You're yeah. Like, can we can we go over that part again? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm just going to pull out my phone at this point. Are you guys kidding me? Yeah. My, my worst, least favorite thing is when people are like, no phones are allowed. I'm like, what you're saying isn't valuable enough <laughs> to warrant time. And that's the, that's the whole thing about schools is I think people are on their phones all the time because school hasn't kept up with the time, mm. whereas phones have gotten so much more interesting than what you're doing in school. Yeah. And you can learn more on the internet than you can learn in a school. Yeah. I don't think schools teach the right things. I don't think they teach in the right way. I'm all supportive. If you're not interesting enough of a teacher to grab the attention of kids, you don't deserve their attention. Yeah. We had a workforce conference um, uh, through here in Eugene uh, in the beginning. I don't know. It was like in October. But anyways, we had someone from Apple come as a keynote. And that's what he was saying is that he was saying the reason why, you know, he was saying, he used the example, sorry. He used the example of teachers and physicians. And he's saying that teachers are still teaching the same way they did. Yep. However, and he was like, can you imagine if physicians did that? They were like, no, we're still going to do this spine surgery like we did yeah, 20 years ago. Really and like, no, but because they're not utilizing technology that, uh, and so he, I was like, that's a brilliant, like. Yeah. Comparison. Why are we not using technology more in schools? Why aren't we, you know, encouraging our kids that you can have anything at your fingertips? Like, and and how do we, um, how do we embrace that and and actually teach them something with what they already have at their fingertips, really, yeah. like guide them, I guess. One thing I'll give teachers credit for is using computers instead of, remember those, like, uh, those slides, like the cellophane slides oh, that they yeah. used to put up and then draw on them? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what there was in middle elementary school, so I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I loved spraying, the spray and then the, the drops, you could see the drops on the... Oh, that's so... Wait, were yeah. you a teacher? Did you No, when I was in school. No, I'm not old funny. enough for that. I, I was wondering, I'm like, wait, hold up, you? <laughs> no, I mean, like, when I went to the school, like, when I was in, uh, um, doing a presentation or whatever. Oh, okay, but... you're the kid. Let me clean that shit. Yeah, because <laughs> I clean, wanted to see the drops. Yeah. I wanted... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I like it. And then, so what do you do with the rest of your time? Does that, I mean, do you just go to meeting to meeting for 11 groups? That's crazy. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like, worse than it is. Cause it, like, I mean, is, they're that monthly. A, is that a job or like, are you uh, a chosen person for a group? Is that your job or like, what, what, what do you do for work? Like that, that seems like a whole bunch of like things. Yeah. I create, I, or, 
I create spaces to um, foster collaboration. So oh, cool. um, I, uh, lots of meetings, but I, it sounds worse than it is because they're monthly. So, oh, you know, okay, spread yeah. out. It's not on a, on no. a weekly basis. So I have it, you know, they've coordinated pretty well with my schedule. But um, it just, it, it, uh, every group really sets, sets the tone for the way that um, the other groups go, go on. Like I just, I really use information from every single group that I go to, to re- it's all around the same work. It's, yeah. it's all around workforce development. Um, and cause that's really what I do is work. Do you go to like Toastmasters? You seem like someone who'd go to Toastmasters. I don't, I've been invited <laughs> yeah. and I've actually said no, because I don't think I was, I am a Toastmasters oh, person. So, funny. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I will. Yeah. My I went, friend does I went it. once. It was cool. It was yeah. okay. I don't think I'll go again, but it was, it, it was cool. The well, Toastmasters people, you're cool. I'm nervous about it because they say that you have to do like impromptu present, like speeches on mm-hmm. the cup. And I'm like, uh. Yeah. That, that, so I went the first time and I won speech of the day yes! for my impromptu speech. I know. And then I'm like, all right, if I'm the best, I don't have to keep coming back. There you go. Because, um, like, I mean, they'll give, like, oh, what a, well, you know, just these random topics. Yeah. And then people will give the most boring. It's like, what would you do if you're um, Papillon from the movie Papillon? So you're in a cage for 10 years. Someone's like, oh, I'd probably think up uh, software problems and I'd maybe write it on the, um, just the most boring shit. And they're like, all right, what do you do? And th- my question was, what, a, what happens if you're in a plane? You're part of the Dahmer party. Would you eat people? People are be eaten, oh. and I'm like, that's like the easiest one to make fun. So it's just talked about like just eating bait, you know, just just non- nonsense. And I'm like, okay, that's the whole part of main thing of public speaking is just being entertaining enough that people actually like are engaged and listen. Mm. People just don't focus on being at least a little bit funny or having some comedy in yeah. what you do. It makes the world go round. <laughs> It does. Yeah, that, that's what it. I imagine is lost at a lot of the meetings you go to is just cold, cold turkey. Oh, I, 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 I warm, I warm stuff up. Like nice. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I just, I have to have fun while I'm doing stuff. Like I have to be, you know, just bring the energy and, and kind of start, start not accepting that a little bit. Like, why are we so cold? Why are we so, yeah. why aren't we excited about this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and cause at least if I'm going to be taking my time to do it, I better be excited about it yeah, and be, just, yeah. you know, looking forward to coming. So, mm-hmm. and so, so what's an example of one of the councils you're on or like one of the whatever's and then what you do there. Sure. So one of my favorites is I'm on the leadership council for the Oregon community foundation and the Oregon community foundation is the largest, um, philanthropy, philanthropic foundation in Oregon. And so they give millions and millions of dollars to everything under the sun. They have funds for everything. Um, And it's really great because they are so open-minded and just want to do good for the community. That's Mm -hmm. just what they do. And one of the... um, one of the topics that they've been focusing on is... Well, they have a program called the Latino Partnership Program. And so Mm -hmm. I've been helping... um, with they bring that up i'll I'll head that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm like that that sounds like me um so they so they don't have anyone here locally that does a lot of work with the latino partnership program because it's up in portland Hmm. so i've volunteered myself to pilot any of the stuff that they have going on over there to figure out like does it work here um you know, so so working with them has been really nice, and then they also have a small arts and cultural grant that I've um, helped the last few years. Um, uh, what is it called? Like grade the the applications for grants for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year was my first year facilitating that process. So nice. So you'll you'll read a grant from someone in the Latino community, say like Charles Radio Station or something like that. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, that's like that's helping our community. Mm-hmm. 
or yeah or they have like a a festival you know like the the asian celebration or just different things um cottage grover is doing some really great things um in their community as well and so um so yeah so anything that's you know arts and cultural yeah it's fun because you essentially get to be someone who just like philanthropic you get to give away money but it's not your money Uh, yes (laughs) i love it i feel so good about it all the time yeah it's great yeah so so that's funny that's That's my dream job (laughs) (laughs) so that's my favorite and then um and then I I'll, just got appointed by uh, the governor's office to serve on the Commission on Hispanic Affairs in March. And I, ha- you know, it's one of those things. It's a statewide um, board, which I've never been on before. So mm. it's, it's new for me. But I really enjoy it because we haven't had someone from Lane County in over 10 years. Oh, wow. And we are the second largest metro area in Oregon. And even though our numbers for the Latino community are there, but there is a reason why for that, or I feel like there's a reason why for that. I mean, we're in a university town. I don't understand what's going on. So it's nice to hear what's happening on the state level and being able to like, Pass information both going upwards and then coming downwards. So I'm, you know, it's 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 a nice. I feel like it's really reciprocal, and I learn a lot and I'm able to bring it back to the community. But then I learn a lot in the community and able to take it back. So yeah. I feel like it's a, like one of my favorite ones too because I feel like I'm doing something. Do you think you'll ever move somewhere like Portland? No. 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 I love Eugene. I want to stay here forever. Wow. Well, my dream is Forever. I'm my gonna die here. <laughs> I'm gonna die here. Well, my dream is is that like a be a snowbird. So like six months here and then six months in Masawan. You're so funny. I'm gonna be the opposite. I'll be six months here in the summer and then I'll be six months somewhere warmer in the winter. Wait, oh. does a snowbird being you follow snow or you follow no, sun? We follow sn- sun. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm the same then. Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant snowbird is no, like no, oh, no. I'll be here in the winter and then for the no. summer so I'll go somewhere cold. <laughs> no, I, no, like, no, no, okay. no, 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 <laughs> no. No, summer like, here oh. and. I just love the or the winters in Oregon. That slushy gray for no, like a month. No, no, not that's definitely. Not, I don't like the cold. I don't. My friends know I do not go to the snow with them. Like, yeah, but, but summers here. Are per, what yeah. if everyone in Oregon was just a snowbird? So there's like a population of like thirty in all of Oregon in the winters. Just like people hold, like just people like watching other people's houses yeah. as everyone just leaves. Oh, ooh, maybe that's a. Well, that was what a place in Baja California went was like El Sargento. It was this big windsurfing town. So we went in the spring, but everyone leaves for the summer because it gets so hot there and then oh. goes back there in the winter. Like, it's just a bunch of people's winter houses there mm-hmm. in the in the Baja Strip. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Good idea. Because it was still, I mean, no, we went in March. Yeah, that's spring. Yeah. Um, but it was still like, like 80, 90 every day. So my family had a house in um, San Felipe, Baja, California. So oh. it's, I think it's close to, yeah. to that. Yeah. And that was the same thing where... Yeah, it was a dead, dead, dirty, dead, in the dead. Summer. and no wonder why it's like a hundred. It oh, gets it's crazy. horrible, horrible. I, we had to be in. I've had to spend numerous summers in Mexico, uh, and it's yeah, not not good. Not, <laughs> not my. Cold, that's not my my. In, inland or near the coast? Because if you're near the coast, at least you're like, oh, we'll go to the beach again today. You would think, but if you start working and having to live life, like when I lived in Maslan, I actually, so I lived in Maslan from the age of 16 till I was 21. And, um, I worked in timeshare for a part of that. And my office, I mean, that's what I did was at a resort and it was on the beach, but actually being able to go to the Uh, beach, I was, I didn't go unless people came to visit me, like family came. And Uh, so we would, you know, that was the thing, but, but normally actually no, sadly, no. Even even being near the beach, like the wind comes in, like like, I think it's just cooler. If you're inland, it seems like the heat just stays there and it's just deader and less wind and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. One place I would never live is the middle of it. Like, I would want to leave at least, like, a couple hundred miles from an ocean. Yeah. Personally. 
Yeah, well, my husband's from inland Mexico, and I had never been. And we went about our, my first time was about four years ago. But I remember being like, "Where's the beach? Uh, <laughs> like, what do you guys do? What, yeah. What's happening?" But it's really cold, so it's really hot, mm-hmm. and then really cold in the yep. winter. I'm like. This is not good. And because Mazelon, it gets hot, but it never gets lower than 70 ever. Mm, score. Yeah, yeah. Never. So this is not, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. And so do you leave some at some point in the winter? Or do you? Mm-hmm. Nice. Where do you go? What's your we, favorite place? We, well, it's not. Oh, obviously, probably back to Mexico. Yeah. So we go back to see family. So Zacatecas is where we've gone the last few years and nice. a little inland. Yeah. Little, like but that's where my, uh, my husband's family's from. So. Nice. My favorite place to go, um, when I was younger, my parents hated Christmas. So every Christmas, instead of getting presents, we'd go to the Yucatan Peninsula. Ooh. That's my favorite. But when I went to Baja, I was expecting it to be nice. And I'm like, this is just a bunch of cactuses. <laughs> like there was no, it wasn't like yeah. rainforesty. So, oh. But the Yucatan, it was so nice with those limestone uh, uh, cenotes and stuff. Yeah. Like, it was so like, Never oh, been. oh, it was gorgeous. I was like, that's mm-hmm. the place to be. So yeah. I like it over there. So my family is more of um they like to have like that. They're just more of like, I don't know how to say it without sounding bad, but it, it's not bad. It's just like more, there's a saying in Spanish that it's called ambiente. Like they're just fun people. So Masala, it's like, you know, there's music and people dancing in the streets and parties and food. And, you know, it's just very totally. socially active. And, um, and that's kind of our jam. So why would that be I offensive like. to call them? Fun? Wait, do you go out and party all the time? Are you like no? A- I mean, but I like to have a good time. Like I just, yeah. I make time for that. Like I love to dance. I love to host friends. I love going to parties. Like I just like to. I I um I like to do those things. And I also like my quiet time and things. But I do like to be social and get out there and yeah. have fun. So. Do you think it's less so here in the states than it is in Mexico? Like there's less people just having other people over for dinner. Like it yes! doesn't happen very often. No, and you have to like have an invite. Where yeah. in Mexico you don't. Really, you can just go over. <laughs> oh, and you're like, oh, oh, this person cooks good food. And you just go over. Because yeah. Wow. Or yeah, they that's just, way better. Yeah, I was so one of the days I'm at my in-laws and we're just there and I had you know we had a late night the night before because everybody comes down to Mexico in December to do, and they have their parties and do their things and so every night there's something a quinceañera, baptism, birthday every night. <laughs> that's so good I was tired. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was tired yeah. and then this family without nobody had any plans of this. This part of the family comes over with meat. To do carne asada, like all this stuff. And then we just started having a party. I mean, it just, nobody nobody has to be invited or like schedule it out five weeks out to do a dinner party. That's cool. That's cool. So it should be more like that here. But then, yeah, everyone here is just at this place where you're like. Fierce independence. Yeah. Fierce independence. And I'm, I'm actually, I don't love that. That is a good way to put it. Fierce independence. It's fierce independence. And sometimes I get it. Like, like sometimes I'm like, I don't want to talk to sure. anyone today. Yeah. But but then sometimes the best thing for that is to just be around and see people. You know, that's why I like the show. It's like even days where I'm like, like <laughs> okay, so I actually stayed up all night the night before. And then last night I only got eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Or normally after I do an all-nighter, I like sleeping for like 16 hours. Um, so I like got up. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I'm like, I have a show today. I'm like, you know what? But it's really good. I like got yeah. up and I'm like, all right, I'm amped. I'm, I'm pumped and ready. Good. No, we, we should almost have community events where everyone just like goes to lunch or something with someone they've never met. Like yeah. there should be like a random, like a lottery system of who people go to lunch with that day. Oh, that would be cool. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Because one thing I really admired about my mother-in-law when I, w- you know, the times that we've gone is, is that, 
you know, her house is just open to people. And so you'll, you know, every day an, another person came in and they were just having breakfast with us. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah. Who are you now? And they were like, oh, it's the widower down the street and he doesn't have someone to cook for him anymore. And yeah. so he knows that he could come in and just eat. Or uh, the next door neighbors, they have, they're all girls. It's actually really funny. It's all girls. They all stayed in this. Well, not, they haven't all stayed in the town, but there's a lot of them that have stayed in this, in this little Simon town, this like little yeah. thing, this little, I don't know what you want to call it, but any, yeah, it's thing. like this, like small, there's Enclave no store, people, there's yeah. no paved oh. streets. Like it's, there's like 10 actual families living there now because yeah. everybody's moved away, wow. but these people have stayed. But anyways, they come in and she just starts talking and one of the girls and starts like getting the mop and starts cleaning the, the floors. And as she's chatting with us, like nobody, none of this is discussed. Like it just happens yeah. and it's pretty crazy, but it's, it's beautiful actually. It's no, that's really, cool. Yeah. Another thing that that probably helps with is social capital or that cool lunch idea, which I just came up with. I really yeah. like it. I like um, it, it would too. help. It would help with social capital because a lot of people, I think you see the five people you're around the most and you don't really see anyone else yeah. ever, which is, I get it. I get it. No one likes meeting new people, but I think that's the best thing you can do for being someone else. Cause like if you see the same people you're around, like if you want to try a crazy hairstyle someday yeah. and you just had your family and maybe like one or two close friends, you know, if you do it, you'd have to confront every single of the five people and be like, oh, I did this. Cause like everyone would like make a comment about it. You know, it's just an interesting thing being around people where, you know, you can't try something new. Yeah. Huh. That's what I'm against. It's people yeah. trying to conform people and to be like, stay the same. That's so true, thing. and then yeah, and then they like polar like Polaroid you that you yeah. there's they've been, there's been zero evolution because they've mm. known you for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's awful. So you it almost gotta awful. Polaroid yourself as someone who changes all the time. I respect the hell out of people who are like just trying something new all the time. Oh like, me, I mean, nice. so no, yeah, no, <laughs> I, respect, I, mean, like, people... I respect the hell out of you. Anyway, you know, because I think that's that, and even if five percent of it sticks, like I, I'm just trying new stuff constantly. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't keep doing all the things like no. some, if I'm after a month I'm like yeah no I still fucking hate this <laughs> I stopped doing it yeah you know? but I think it's just definitely worth trying but one th oh go, go no for no it. I was just gonna say <laughs> people don't do it though. like I went we went to a um no. we did a double date with friends of mine and they you know they were kind of like well what are you doing now what are you doing I'm like I was like well it's you know me it's kind of like pasta I just throw pasta on the wall see what sticks and yeah. my husband now is kind of getting like brainwashed by me like oh anything's possible let me see what I can do too and both of them are very they're very structured and they mm -hmm. just and they were like how how do you guys live like this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it is like, well, you keep things going. Like you mm -hmm. don't just like, we're not just out there doing yeah. anything, but you know, it, it, we like to try new things. I, yeah. you know, so one thing I'm curious about is cultural appropriation. Are you someone who thinks that's like a really, like, could I try something that's traditionally like a Hispanic cultural thing? Aww. It's like, like why, why, like, here's the thing where I think it's like, if anything, cultural appropriation should be something cherished is like, Oh my God, that person's so wanting to understand my culture and appreciate it that they're going to try. Like, I think there's definitely lines that you maybe shouldn't cross, but I think the whole thing of like nothing sacred today. Like if you, if I wanted to wear like a kimono and have a samurai sword, I'm like, that'd be kind of cool. I'm not one of those people, <laughs> but I'm saying like those people shouldn't be yelled at. Like those people are like, cool. You know, I don't know. I don't think anything's sacred. Well, today. I feel like it's what depends on the root of the tradition or the thing that someone does. And so mm -hmm. for example, um, I know we had a conversation about this as like geishas. Like some people think they're beautiful. They, that's not a beautiful it's not a beautiful history. Like there are women that have been subjected to horrible um, lifestyle and, that, and expectation and things like that. So it's like, it, I think it depends on, in my opinion, um, on the root of it or, you know, certain things in the Latino co uh, 
culture that we do. I mean, it came at great sacrifice, so it's not something that we take lightly or think, yeah. you know, and, and so I think that's where you can come up with issues where people are like, I want to be a, 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 a samurai tomorrow. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what is it like? What does it actually mean to be that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that it can that it starts getting um, a little a little shaky. A little shaky. But like, I'm, like, shaky. Like, I'm not going to ever dress like a geisha, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying like if someone did and they'd be like, I want to dress like a geisha and someone who like their grandma was a geisha and had to go through all like those horrible things that are yeah. along with it, they'd be like, no, that's not okay because my grandma went through a bunch, but it's like, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like someone can just dress like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I don't I, know. I, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't know. know enough, yeah. but like, uh, what was there one with like uh, someone wore hoop earrings and like the, someone in the Hispanic community got really mad at them. Like there's things where I'm like, I don't know. I think people should be more open to like, I think we should all take the best from all the different cultures. I don't think we should well, that's be that's like, what I thought America was supposed to be about, yeah, right? but now it's not. It's <laughs> I mean, more and more like, not. It's more and yeah. more not being like, everyone stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> I don't think it's a good yeah. thing. I think, like, we should be a, a melting pot as in, like, damn, some other cultures have way better social uh, way, ways of just being mm-hmm. less lonely. I bet the suicide rate in, in Mexico is probably way lower than oh, it is here. Oh, yeah. Because people know they have people that they can go and talk to and people coming over to their house just checking on them. Mm-hmm. We, If you didn't leave your house for a week, I bet you wouldn't see anyone for a week. Oh, yeah. oh, it's happened. Yeah, oh it's, God, it's happened. <laughs> it's happened. Yeah. No, so, and, and that's horrible. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true though, and it, and yeah, it's true. What's interesting though, too, for me, I think just thinking about this is that because I have the luxury of knowing that I'm part of a culture that is not like like my sister in law will pop in and not and I don't get offended by that or anything like I know I could have that and so when I do have my my fierce independence I cherish both I can like double I can double dip Uh, (laughs) I can double dip in it but um but I can see where if it that was like my everyday and I knew that that was my reality like I don't know how people do it like that's that because we were I think as humans like we were born to be with other people like we're Mm -hmm. we weren't to be just so siloed and just by ourselves like that's just not how it I don't think how we're supposed to be created so like it just seems weird that that's where we've gotten yeah and I think the reason it feels so bad is because I think for the longest time if you were ever alone it means like you were kind of cast out and you're probably mm. going to die or get eaten from something because that's how we survived oh, is like true. we weren't better than most animals like to take down and kill stuff and to cook stuff and get shit done like we probably needed to have a team uh-huh. and we don't have teams anymore. No. A lot of people don't even have their family teams. Like that should be ideally what a family is, is like, all right, none of us will be homeless. We have a family, uh-huh. which means like you're like almost communist within your family. And then you have a, a community and you're like, all right, we're kind of socialist. We're help each other out a lot. Yeah. You know? But, and then it's like, you just get the less and less as you get bigger. Like you're not going to help someone from Idaho, but ideally you should help someone who's like your neighbor. If your neighbor like loses their house for a night, you could be like, okay, comes, you know, like, ideally, I think we should help the people closer to us way more. It just goes back to what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to try a more grassroots movement of becoming like a Lane County commissioner or something? Or what, what, what are you going to run for? Wow. I'm going to figure it that, out. No, you did. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I mean, I think that's where, where if I mean, I think that's where I could create, I could serve the best, I think is in that, in a role like that. Yeah. Well, it's cool you found somewhere you like. Did you, is, is Oregon and Lane Community the same place, the first place you came to? Or did you like taste around? No, first two years old. Junction, two, ju- dang, wow. Junction City, two yeah. years old. Like, so you this grew up it, as a tiger. Yeah, no, Junction City. Isn't the Junction City Tigers? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said a tiger. I'm like, no, no, no. yeah, um, yeah, the Tigers. That's cool. I didn't go to Junction City, but I'm like, man, I would have crushed it there. <laughs> I would have started wearing all their their mascot stuff and stuff. Oh, I remember there was this guy I went to high school with, and he was like a sports, you know, 
amazing like star and he got a tattoo of, of oh, the tiger and then i was gosh. like i wonder i hope he's still doing well yeah. like or i wonder if he peaked in high school that's I don't a brutal know. thing getting tattoos the more i've thought about it, it it's like <laughs> kind of trying to cement yourself to be like oh my god okay i'm gonna be who i am today forever and then no one ever is which is why almost instead of getting like a quote-unquote meaningful tattoo i would get something that looks cool yeah because like it'll probably still look cool later but <laughs> like if i'm like oh man i sure do love blank or feel like blank and 10 years from now like do you not want to change do you want to be someone who doesn't progress yeah i'm happy i didn't get my destiny's child tattoo oh my god <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, and, just, and there's a couple but, of things that have stayed well, with me for my life, but sure. I think for the most part, I'm like almost completely different person than I was five, yeah. ten years ago. That's what they tell me in my intuitive readings that I'm just like this. You What's know, an intuitive reading. <laughs> what is that? You, you, so, you read tarot cards or something? Well, kind. I mean, kind ah. of. But no, but it's not like super tarot. Yeah, but no, it's yeah, sure. but it's <laughs> but it's like they they re, they they feel energy. They they. Cool. Yeah, you, you do believe in all of it? So are you I a spiritual it, person? Oh, yeah. yeah. I believe. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. How do you not? Yeah, like, no I problem. use this example, and I figured out that it was a really horrible example, but still it's an Ooh, example, yeah. is that, like, salmon. Okay. They go upstream, yep. and, some, and they go against all, something inside of them is telling them to go upstream, Yeah. even though it's to their demise, which is what I found out later. But still, there's still going, something's telling them. So why why would I be any different? That Why is something inside of me not telling me what I intuitively, what mm-hmm. I should or shouldn't do? Yeah. I think we're just so numbed, and I feel like the society wants to numb us more and more and more. And because I do believe we do have intuition, we just have to. Yeah, Salmon do. It's all leading you to a place where you fuck once and then die. <laughs> oh, poor salmon. <laughs> As I said, it was a bad example, but it's not it's the a, best example. But it's one. It's yeah. an example. No, it's an example. <laughs> it's a bad one. It's a horrible one, but it's a good one. No, and it is weird how they like don't know, and then as soon as they like put a dam in or something, they're all like, "Wait, where do I go now?" Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. So what what is your intuition leading you to go? Um, I really, I think that my intuition is leading me to like embrace the fact that evolution happens, like a personal evolution, because I think that um, a lot of times people do talk to you in the way that like, why are you, why, do, you know, what are you doing? You're not doing the same thing you said you were doing a year ago or things like that. So learning that that's okay to, yeah. to just that, that my intuition, like, leads me to be this way and that's okay mm-hmm. um another thing that it's is like honing in on, on um on my strengths and a lot of times that i i feel like my strengths can look like weaknesses or things that um things that i maybe not aren't proud i'm not proud of and so it's also like it's just like helps you understand that the things that you may think that are bad or not good about yourself, like it's actually, it's for a purpose. And, mm-hmm. and as long as you know how to navigate that and learning how to like listen to your heart and listen to what you know is right and being bold in that, I think it's good stuff. What are you bad at? What do you, what's your, what's your worst quality then? If, uh, if So you think your worst quality is like also a strength? Yeah. Have you figured it out? out? And what the strength of your worst quality I always, is? Yeah. Like I, well, I guess my thing is I always second guess myself. Oh, that'll and, get you. <laughs> I'm always, get yeah. You. And yeah. that's the whole thing is like just kind of going for it. Because I see people and they're so confident in what the way they say and the way that they do things. And then I'm like, go away from that now and say, do they even know what the hell they're talking about? Or are they just super confident? Like, and how do I become that? Because even though I know what I'm talking about, I'll be like, shoot, I should have said that. Was that right? Was that Mm -hmm. wrong? You know, I just 
I can drive myself crazy. Do you want to know what my answer to that is? Yeah. You're going to regret either way. Like, oh, should I leave this person? Should I leave this job? Should I go for this? It's like, well, you're going to regret it either way. Like, if it works or it doesn't work, you're probably going to be like, oh, the other way could have been better. Yeah. Oh, for everything. So it's like, yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. That's the thing. Don't look back. It's like when you buy something, like you buy a new car, don't shop around for more cars because you're going to be like, that that was a better deal. (laughs) I'll do that. No, that that gets, that's, it's like anything that feeds into regret is something that just you shouldn't feed. Feeding into regret. Yeah. People do it. We, oh, yeah. That, and I think the another thing that the most people do is people fetishize sadness. Like, people will uh, get into, like, okay, so say you, you met this really handsome, good-looking guy, okay. and you know he's going to leave in two years. He's like, no, I already took a job where I'm going to have to leave Oregon in 2020. And you get so enthralled in the relationship, and then he leaves, and then you, like, feel genuine sadness and, like, almost get depressed and stuff. Like, mm. people like like people do it, obviously, with getting dogs. And it's like, when the dog dies, like, yeah, you can be sad, but it's not the end of the world. You knew it was coming. Like, mm. people get into these circles, and they get so caught up it that I think they enjoy feeling sad. So like you can enjoy feeling sad, but just don't get so caught up into it that you feel bad from feeling sad. Interesting. Because like you're still feeling quote unquote like feeling something Mm -hmm. by feeling sad. So people like feel like they have to feel bad for feeling sad. I'm like if you like it and you're like engaging in these (laughs) cycles, just like get to the end of the cycle where like the the sad part comes and be like yeah cool, you know, like I enjoyed the good parts of Mm -hmm. it. So I'm against it. But people get so caught up in where they are and then I think they like unknowingly indulge in it. Like like, if I engage in like the happy sad cycle or pleasure pain cycle where like you take a drug or like you do something where you feel really good for a while and then you feel bad later like when you're feeling bad you just have to be like oh i saw this coming i knew this was going to be a part of it like i knew the dog was going to die this relationship was going to end but i enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed it so i don't know that's my biggest thing in terms of like people the bad that people aren't seeing the good in yeah i one thing that i'm just like not i'm really surprised with is is or that it's like a thing that I'm like why is being able to to if you know something's not working why you continue to do oh yeah you're like breaking those cycles that's what I'm like why how like you're you know you're just not doing anything different and Mm -hmm. you know that's a whole different that's brutal and very personal because I've been taking uh Kratom which is kind of like an opiate every day for like three years now and and, like I totally think to myself I'm like I don't need to take this I'm like but it's so fun (laughs) (laughs) and I get to the end of this the cycle where it's like kind of like whatever like coming down I'm like you know what I really enjoyed I'll take it again yeah um and it's funny it's like it's like I change in so many other ways but that's something that at least for a while has been very consistent Mm -hmm. so I don't know I mean do you have anything where where you know you should start like also social media Unbelievable. Social media and opiates are my two downfalls yeah. in life. Let me think. Um, uh, work. Ah. <laughs> I work too much. I think it's like my work is there. It's never ending. So I need to know how to put boundaries on that. Um, and I think uh, I love to distract myself. And it can mm. be anything. It could be alcohol. It could be having fun. It can be a lot. Like I think also sometimes I can, um, I, I, lo- I like to have like, uh, instant gratification in a oh, lot yeah. of oh, different ways. Yeah, who in a lot doesn't? of different ways. And I don't yeah. have self-control. Like, I'll be the last one at a meeting. I'll be the last one oh, at wow. a party. I'll yeah. be the last one. <laughs> like, it's I like just... 4 a.m. at a party. <laughs> like, the host I'm is like, going. Ashley, everyone's gone home and you're just like so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just don't, I don't know how to have like bound, like limits. Mm-hmm. I'm very limitless. <laughs> no, some, something um, interesting about uh, instant gratification is that's how addicting a drug is, is how quickly it hits you, which is why they have added those two mm-hmm. to nicotine. It doesn't make the nicotine stronger or anything or more addictive, quote unquote. It makes it release into your body quicker. So the quicker you feel a drug, the more you associate the good feeling with taking the drug. Oh. So that's why like things that take like three hours to hit aren't mm-hmm. really as addicting. So that's really interesting. Like instant gratification, like anything good happening really quick mm-hmm. is going to be addicting. Yeah. I, I love know. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, <laughs> everyone, it, but everyone, everyone likes instant results. But the, the ironic part of that is like the best things that will happen in life do take a long time to come. Which I hate, and it's annoying. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's so annoying. No, I like yeah. it. We just hit an hour. Do you have any topics you want to hit on or things you want said to make sure you have had said? Um, no, I just, I guess one thing I wanted to mention about all of this work is that it really is going to take, and it might sound woo-woo, but I really do believe it takes an open heart and open mind and for people to like think, what's the alternative? Like, yeah. why am I being so dualistic about this? Like, why am I not being more open-minded? Like, what would, why, why not truly with an open heart and with an open mind figure out ways to to um to just create access for people to create spaces for more people and and i just those are the areas that i just wish all of us could be better at is um is creating those those open spaces so cool anyways i love it i appreciate your time thank you and i'll I'll put a link to some part of your social like uh, a way to contact you all right perfect all right thank you have a wonderful day you too